listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. Picks Joshua Adam Lamarna with the Senator. Senator, how's it going? Man, it's been an insane time at this point right now. Um, I think we got 7K pick, which you guys are listening to right now. Probably your wrestling podcast soon, the ISO soon. And for any of y'all that enjoy reality TV, I am about to record a solo episode soon. Hell and yeah. I'm going to give it to the Fresh Tate Network as long as along with the Keeping Up with the Senator on the Chatroom Podcast feed. I want it. Let's go. Because we are talking about Bachelor in Paradise. And we're talking about 90 Day Fiance, The Last okay. Resort. Let's go. Yeah. Did you. This this is a very quick aside yeah, off topic yeah. thing really quick. Did you hear about the, the woman that was a former. Um, Real Housewives or whatever, she's trying to unionize reality actors into not say necessarily, but into their own union. Yeah, like I, I heard about that. I just think, honestly, they looked at where SAG was at. And when SAG yeah. was on strike, knowing the fact that that was the boom of the reality TV stuff from way back then. And yeah, now and it, it seems like, yeah, and now it seems like it's at that same point right now because. Yeah. There's how many reality. I literally just saw there's a show called Your Mom, Your Mom, Their Dad, or something like that, oh, where gosh. it's like people are setting up like their parents to hook up. I haven't watched that. That's in New Zealand. So it's like, but like Parent Trap, the, the kind of like the that. Reality? Okay, yeah. Kind of like that. But like you still have like Catfish that's out, Geriatric Bachelor, Bachelor yeah. in Paradise, F Boy Island is back. Like there's just so many. 90 day fiance has like two or three shows on right now like uh love after lockup this is going to be television for the majority of the the winter and spring season because of the sag strike still going on that's a fact if it wasn't for shows like the morning show uh low-key like those type of shows that were already recorded yeah i would have it would literally just be sports and reality tv for me yeah, we have Invincible back this week, but you can check out that on on uh, with Senator. And then we have uh, I, don't, I still don't have the name of the pod that we do for our our superhero new show that we talk about stuff. I'm still coming up with with names. So any names for that uh, we'd like to talk about. But Variety, and then we'll talk about football after this. Variety mm-hmm. dropped that big piece on Marvel today, and uh, I have notes. I have wrote down every single thing. So Andy Kenyar and I will be talking about this Variety article on everything that's going on with marvel which was a lot of stuff today and then episode five of loki and then previewing our thoughts on the upcoming marvels and the season finale of gen v and the season premiere of invincible so it's a big thursday for superhero shows and then friday we'll have a mega pod talking about everything and on the real y'all gotta have a part where you talk about that south park episode uh, yes yeah, you park. and i have to do that yeah. you and i need to get together for south park and for morning show yeah that south park episode when when i watched it i was like 
oh, they are like really addressing a lot of the issues that Marvel's having for real, for real. Like, yeah. But yeah, that's another podcast. Yeah. This is the 7K Pick Podcast. And what y'all been wanting to hear about is Josh's reaction to the news that happened with the Raiders. So I'm going to step back respectfully and give the floor. You don't want to talk about your quarterback change? We can talk about my quarterback change after, but I think I think everybody that listened to the 7K Pick podcast, when they heard the news, immediately thought, what is Josh going to say? All right, well, they, they don't really care about my – I think most people have respectfully understood, like listened to me and realistically seen how I talk about my team. I don't yeah. – I'm a very realistic – Atlanta Falcons fan. I talk about the pros. I talk about the cons. But y'all team, your team, this has been something that they've been chanting pretty much all season. This is something that we've talked about from last season, not even just this season, from last season. And then the news came out yesterday. So I'm going to step back. We got to get into the... uh, We got to get into the mood today because Antonio Pierce first of all is the uh, the West Coast Dan Campbell I think right now West Coast Dan Campbell no doubt Seems about it way. um so you know we had the conversation uh in the in the group chat after we had this game take this chain off because it's a little <laughs> cold that it needs to be right now uh we had the chat in in our group chat after that Lions loss and even before it like I wasn't even, and you get this sense from Raider Nation too. Mm-hmm. No one was upset about the loss. No one gave a shit that we lost. And mm-hmm. I had never been a part of being a fan or a fan base and not giving a shit about the loss. The loss was the least of our worries. It was a fundamental feeling of where the team is. And, you know, Senator, you and I have both been on teams that have been up and down for the, our, our, our majority of our fan base, right? We've both been to Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Both had tough losses. Mine was a blowout. Yours, we will talk about another day, but obviously uh, maybe the toughest, probably the toughest loss in Super Bowl history. But we've, you know, That's been tortured by stuff in our in our history of our of our teams. Um, and you know, it's been a long 20 years since the uh, the era of when the Raiders were a Super Bowl contender consistently. It's been, you know, Jamarcus Russell and all that. So I've had seasons when I was upset. I was sad. I was mad that we weren't good. The feeling I had on Monday, and I vented that to you guys, it was a different feeling. I have never shared ever being a fan, ever. Mm-hmm. I, I like, and, and you started to hear that from Raider fans on Reddit, on on X, of uh, just like, I just can't support this team right now because this is not the Raiders that I fell in love with. The Raiders is a, is a different vibe. This is not the Raiders. Like this Patriots bullshit that they're trying to do it's not working. You can tell that the players aren't happy about it. And we have talented players. Like how is Hunter Renfro not getting used correctly? This is one of the best slot receivers in the league. And you assume when McDaniels came over there that he was going to be a guy that was going to get used a lot because of the way they used Welker and Edelman. And he was just never getting used. Devonte wasn't great. We knew the Jimmy G was not the right choice on Monday. We knew that Brian Hoyer wasn't the right choice in the Bears game. The best choice to win was Aiden O'Connell. And there was just consistent bad loss after bad loss, whether it be to Jeff Saturday 
or geriatric Matt Ryan, who now works in a CBS studio running 20 yards on us, being mm-hmm. up to 20 to the Cardinals and losing that, the, the game that we lost to the Titans, Baker Mayfield on three days of a playbook beating us, and then you had the Bears loss, and now the Lions loss I don't even think was a bad loss. The Lions are a better team, but you got the sense during that game. This team is not that bad. Defensively, they had shown up. They were doing what they were supposed to do, but this offense just doesn't like each other. It, particularly, they don't like Jimmy G, and particularly, they don't like the the, the play calling. You could tell. Um, so all that to say, it, I don't it know. Came to, I don't. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just gonna stop you real quick. I don't know if it's that they don't like Jimmy G more than what you highlighted second, which is yeah. they don't Josh. like the play calling. No, it has. Jimmy G has just been a plug and play type person yeah. the whole time. So he only can run the plays that are called for him. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing because that kind of takes away it look it also highlights how good Kyle Shanahan is at coaching. Oh, yeah. But it also shows how bad Josh McDaniels is at coaching. Yeah, Jimmy also has a bad back. So I will give Jimmy a little bit of credit. Like he he shouldn't have been playing on Monday. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have been playing. And particularly Brian Hoyer shouldn't have been playing on that day. Uh, on top of everything with this, everything that happened with Derek and Darren was absolute travesty. Darren Waller didn't invite Josh McDaniels to his wedding. So he leaked the wedding to the Las Vegas Journal where him and Kelsey Plum were getting married. And because of this, then... Darren asked for a trade, rightfully so, or if it's the fact that Josh wasn't invited to the wedding. Either way, Darren got traded because of some preschool bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then everything that happened with Derek, uh, I do think kind of like with you with your Raptors, where there was time to move on for Fred Van Vliet. Um, and we've seen how he's now been in Houston. Not great. Save that for the ISO. Um, Derek, I think his time to leave the Raiders was here nine years and you weren't going anywhere. It was time to move on just the way it was handled though, to a guy that was a leader in almost every passing category that had been nothing but a class act in both the Oakland and Vegas community uh, was handled entirely poorly. And then, you know, passing on Jalen Carter or Christian Gonzalez in the draft for Wilson, who I do think can be good, but there was key guys there and, the Jalen Carter one, I still think is forgivable because of everything that just recently happened with Henry Ruggs and you didn't want to put Jalen Carter in Vegas, but passing on Gonzalez when you had a major need at secondary was unexcusable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you come into the season and there's just a lot of bad losses, bad coaching decisions. The Pittsburgh game comes to mind when, why would you not go for two? Right. Um, San Diego game. Why would you not run the ball? I mean, LA Chargers, that's yeah. my second one, I think this year. Well, was, um, they'll always be kind of known as San Diego. Yeah. So there's two times where McDaniels clearly lost them. The the football game was the Steelers and the uh, the Chargers game. Anyway, so that all comes to fruition. Fans like me were very upset. We already saw the fans in um, SoCal that were yelling at, at Mark about firing him. I think the biggest thing came, Senator, from the fans and from the alum over the past 48 hours from what I've heard. Uh, fans from that were traveling from Oakland were pulling buses. They weren't going to travel anymore. Uh, fans from Oakland also were selling tickets. People in Vegas that were season ticket holders were selling their tickets to visiting teams because they just didn't want to be yeah, part of it done. anymore. And then the the bigger, I think the biggest thing is Mark Davis and Al, his father, 
have talked about how important alum is to the Raiders. I, I think when you look at NFL franchises, those, you know, legendary franchisers, Cowboys, Packers, Bears, Giants, uh, alumni is very important. And to the Raiders, it's mm-hmm. particularly important. There's the, the slogan, once a Raider, always a Raider. And when Tim Brown, Charles Woodson, and Rich Gannon particularly were trashing Josh McDaniels and the Raiders on social after that Lions game, that apparently was what was enough for Mark Davis because he takes those three particularly important. And I, I, I believe, yeah, I, Rich Gannon is the greatest living current living Raider quarterback of all time. I believe it's probably him or Jim Plunkett. Uh, Charles, Gar, uh, Charles Woodson is the greatest defensive player right now in Raider history. And Tim Brown with all due respect to Jerry is the greatest Raider receiver of all time. Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver to put on a Raider jersey, but in the franchise history, it's Tim Brown. And Tim and uh, Seawood were particularly um, vocal in their displeasures with everything that Josh had. And apparently, Mark had conversations with both Max, Devontae, and Josh uh, Jacobs about the conversation. They were done. They didn't like him. And and you had seen today, uh, last light last night, when the letter was posted up, um, Divine Diablo, Spillane, Marcus Peters, uh, a few others had liked the post of him being terminated. It was a different level of culture. McDaniels had entirely, and, and Ziggler had entirely engulfed the culture to be the Patriots way. And that's why you saw that hype video today saying the Raider way, because the, the Patriot way wasn't working and it's never worked. Anywhere you go, I, I believe it was Rich Eisen, no, it's McAfee. McAfee had it up today. Of all the coaches that have left the Billichek coaching tree, and no one has succeeded. Bill O'Brien was the best, 52 and 49. And we all know where we stand with Bill O'Brien. Um, and we should have known too with it, it, Brandon Marshall, who worked for the Broncos, uh, not worked, but I guess worked, but was a receiver for the Broncos, tried to warn Raider fans what was going to happen because he saw it happen with Jay Cutler and the image what we saw happen with Derek Carr. Um, and his culture just wasn't a good culture. It was a toxic culture. The players didn't buy in. And now you bring in a guy in Antonio Pierce, who you hear his press conference today talking about growing up in Compton, going to the LA Coliseum, rocking Raider hats, being an in, in NWA, and just the way he talked. I didn't even play football. And I haven't played professional sports or organized sports in any way for about five years, the way that Senator's killing it on the softball field. Um I was ready to run through a field and play again for the first time in five years hearing him talk. And I think that's how you kind of felt when Dan Campbell first talked. It was a right decision. It, it sucks for Mark Davis. It's not my money, but he's now going to be paying John Gruden for the next four years and Josh McDaniels for the next four years. So uh, it never should have got to this point, though, Senator. This was the nope. team that came within a touchdown of beating the team that went to the Super Bowl in the Bengals just two years ago. Um, and there was some bullshit stuff that happened in there. The Joe Burrow touchdown after the whistle blowing. Uh, the the whole locker room wanted Ritz Pisaccia back, and they didn't bring him back. Um, so now, here's a chance now with a guy in the locker room that everyone likes in Antonio Pierce. He's going to get his opportunity, and hopefully if he does hit, that they won't make the same deal that they did with Rich and go and, oh, we're going to get Harbaugh and sign him to a 10-year deal like they did with Gruden. Like, Let's actually see where this season goes with Pierce. If you can get the locker room behind him, 
and finish with a respectable record. I still would like them to be in the Caleb May, uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May sweepstakes. But you have two games winnable right here against the Giants and the Jets in primetime. That game wasn't flexed. So I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. You're going to have to see the Raiders one more time in primetime. Um, to get to five and five before a tough Dolphins and Chiefs before they go to the bye. So it was the right decision. It was a very frustrating time as a Raider fan, probably the most frustrating I've ever been with the team. But it does feel like a breath of fresh air. And then the exclamation point is, Aiden O'Connell's the quarterback the rest of the way because they do believe that he gives them the best opportunity to win. And from what I saw from Aiden, he does. He he's a rookie, and mm-hmm. he's going to have to take you know his lumps like he did in that Chargers game. But in the second half, he was way better. I think that if you're looking at what your team is right now, your team, and this goes with the ownership, is too reactionary, and that's where the problem comes in. It is the fact that you're potentially getting somebody, they're reacting to the fact that they could potentially get somebody from the Belichick tree. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't right? matter. Like, what is, a, what is the best fit for your team? We can sit down there. I can, I've sat down there and I've had my issues with Arthur Smith. But at the same time, I also knew the, the handcuffs that he had on him for the past two seasons. Yeah. So now it's kind of looking at you have this is kind of the freedom that your team has at this point right now. Let's let's stop being reactionary to the fact that we don't have salary cap. Let's not be reactionary to the fact that thing and just try to find the best fits. That's what your team needs to do as far as coaching is con- concerned. You have an amazing talent in Jacobs. You have an amazing talent in Adams. You have a growing talent in Aiden. If you guys are looking at quarterbacks. To be honest with you, I everybody is looking at the Caleb and Drake May. For y'all, I like Penix. Penix is right there, probably. I like Penix the most for y'all y'all team. Not not because I don't think Caleb like you guys won't be in the hunt for Caleb and Drake. I just think Penix fits your team a lot better. Yeah, I I, I think he's a he's a great fix too. But and we'll kind of see what I, I think too. You you said like it's it's now the expectations are lower too and i i think the the quote that we got from Devonte today too was important of Devonte telling mark davis i want to be here i want to be a raider and it's not about losing but it's mm-hmm. about how we're losing and how we're winning yeah like sometimes you have seen people re-sign with a team that doesn't have a winning record but they just feel the culture is better yes and that's what you can that's what you look at that's what you look for when you're when you're a player at times like yeah you can go ring chasing Devonte adams has had so far an amazing career like if he wants to go ring chasing once his contracts are up that's one thing but he also wants to he played with aaron Rodgers that looked for him he yeah. played for he played for like everybody wants to talk everybody wants to talk about how green bay how there was so much drama with the Aaron Rodgers and, oh, is he going to become a Favre? Is he whatever? But if there's one thing that this whole New York's jet situation has proven was that Aaron, the way how you looked at Aaron Rodgers and what he might actually be is two different things. We heard the story with Marshawn Lynch talking about how he, Marshawn ran the wrong play, but Aaron Rodgers took the blame for it. And that's how he was able to keep 
keep playing because like they were ready to cut him. Like, and this is back in college. Yep. You're starting to hear these stories and you're starting to see, visually see like A-Rod going to Hawaii and then flying back to be at a Jets game. Devontae Adams played with this guy. Like, there's a reason why he wanted to play with him. So y'all just need to like get that culture back because yeah. Raiders, even when Raiders was horrible, it just always seemed like they had the culture when they were in Oakland, when they were playing on the horrible field, when they're all that stuff, it just looked like everybody that was still bought in was bought in because that culture was still there. I think and that's, and I think that's where my frustration came from Senator because it just didn't feel like my team. This wasn't the team that I, you know, fell in love with. The no, idea of it felt, wasn't there. Like, you know that saying when they when they're talking about like artists or actors, whatever, like y'all went Hollywood. Yeah. That's what y'all did when y'all yeah. moved to Vegas. Y'all got yeah. Vegas. Y'all y'all got an upgrade in stadium. This there was the potential of there's potential of uh who's gonna be at the games now because it's in Vegas and yeah. people have residencies and now you can upcharge for tickets a little bit more and and now you guys are hosting the Super Bowl and all that type of stuff. It just seemed like instead of being the team that the Raiders always has been, they went Hollywood. And in this case, we're going to say they went Vegas and they went to Vegas. They didn't go, they didn't compare to the Vegas Golden Knights. They went super Vegas. I think that's a good point on you too, because, you know, Mark Davis holds up this trophy two weeks ago for the Aces, right? Mm -hmm. And in their home opener, they're seeing the Knights there. There's all this championships around them right now from the Knights to the Aces, and here they are. And, you know, you have brought it up the last, like, you couldn't, you know, as, as much as you tried to be a friend on here, you also have to be an analyst. So when it yeah. came to the the Raiders, you're just like, no, I, like, I, they're, they're bad. And it's, you know, again, there is talent there. You didn't even, like, Max Crosby is one of the better defensive players in the league right now, Devontae. Yeah. The, the, when that overthrow happened in the Lions game, I have not broken a wall probably since I think it was the 09. If you remember, Carolina had the final four against Kansas and they were down by 20 and they came all the way back and okay, then blew yeah. it. And that, and then the Chris Jenkins shot against uh, Carolina versus Nova. That was the last time I came close to, you know, sports anger of like mm -hmm. actually breaking something. Uh, and that overthrow to Devontae, I, I didn't want to go in the group chat after that. I'm like, I am embarrassed. This is embarrassing. Well, like, to be honest, you shouldn't even have been that upset because we've already seen Jimmy G throw yeah. overthrow on, like, important plays. But when you're looking at it, which, to me, it was more just the anger that you saw Devontae Adams have when he was on the sideline. Yeah. Like, you, that didn't feel like just um anger from a player that felt like everybody taking their anger out at that same point and it yeah. was they weren't expected to win we didn't have them winning like that was that's one thing but it was the manner that it happened it and that's just, why i said to you guys i i don't care if Devontae gets traded i hope he does because yeah. i don't want him to be part of this now i yeah. want him to stay for sure like i think i think him saying like yeah, now that and I feel like as much as you said, like the alums might have been the issue. I Devontae's think it was Devontae one. was the huge Max. thing. Like yeah. I think at some point 
there's only so much you can say publicly to support your team without and when he went at the end of that and he was like i have nothing to say that speaks way more volumes than if you went on there and you were to blast the coach because then you just become a problematic player but if you're yeah. like i have i don't know what to say like i don't know what to do i don't know what the situation is pretty much that sometimes the less you say is the louder it comes across and, that, yeah. and i think a lot of people don't understand that a lot of people like to talk 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 but then that's just crying wolf all the time sometimes yeah, when you don't say anything boom magnify magnify and that's that's a great point center because that was a lot of mcdaniel's press conferences he never took accountability yep he he did the bullshit oh it's on me but when like the question about asked about aiden o'connell oh it's not preseason anymore it's like why isn't it because he mm -hmm. was a really good quarterback in the preseason and we're not giving him his opportunity mm -hmm. and just continually you know threw other people under the bus especially when aiden had that bad game against the Chargers of time threw him under the bus which is not what you're supposed to do as a coach you got to be a leader and a leader of, you know, your, and I think, I think when he did that too, that was a big loss of the locker room for him there. But I do think the way that he handled things with Derek and with Darren lost the locker room as well, the way that he added like a child with Derek and with Darren didn't, didn't help out with the locker room as well. And, you know, you have locker room guys in there with Devonte and with Max that had big time relationships with both those players. Uh, and obviously Mark, really values the players and the alum i think that comes down to it so and you can uh, be in it and people can be an idiot and that's the thing yeah we talked about this last season with zach wilson yeah with his press conference that same zach wilson that you saw last year is not the same zach wilson that you see this year in press conferences josh mcdaniel as an older person has to be smart enough to be like i can't make these mistakes I don't think he's going to get the next head coaching job now, because of how it's Denver done. went, how this one went. Like, it's done. The Colts, him. what he, what he did to the Colts. Yeah, like it's at this point, it's over. You're gonna, see, you're more likely to see a Jeff Saturday head coaching job again before you see a Josh McDaniels. I mean, I'm assuming he'll back, end up back with New England next year. Um, and I mean, with Ziggler, I, I don't really have anything to really say yeah, about there's nothing Ziggler. to really say. Yeah. I, I think it was just Mark had enough of the Patriots way. And so anyone that had any Patriots ties, Mick Lombardi was another one of them, you're gone. If you had ties to the Patriots, you're gone, which is again why they they got Marshawn to come into the stadium today and do that hype video because Marshawn is the antithesis of Oakland. And what it is, to, and and I think this is the bummer of it all. It's just like you said, we went Vegas. It's like I I wish the next team was like, and fuck it, the Raiders are going back to Oakland. Did I didn't watch the hype video, mm -hmm. but if I'm if I was like a Raiders fan, mm -hmm. I am trying to do whatever I can to get Marshawn Lynch to the next couple of games. Yeah, dude, that's because, what I was thinking. Because and if. As much as Marshawn Lynch has been on that Thursday night football uh advertisement, I would have had him. I know like you're introducing a new coach, all that type of stuff. I need Marshawn there because there's no there's no other player to me in the league within the past 10 years 
that gets as much respect as Marshawn for everything that he's done and how, how he wanted to just play for Oakland and then ended up yeah. playing for Oakland for that for that year. Even if he didn't, his production wasn't even that good. He just wanted but to be that a Raider. Love, that love that everybody gave him. Yeah. And now that he's a lot more, he seems a lot more personable with everybody. Not saying he wasn't before, but just the way how like he feels free. Like he feels like he has this level of freedom at this point where when he did like Club Shay Shay and whatever he yeah. decides to do, like that stuff with uh Patrick Mahomes Sr. Like he just seems free. I would have I need to have th- this week, I would have make sure Marshawn's in the building. Or make sure so. Marshawn's like in a hype video for the for the game. Like you need that guy there. I would have him as an associate coach, even if he's just like a running back as associate coach or something. Like yeah, to have gotta, him in here with Pierce, like would be would be great. Uh, you know, Brady is still going to be an owner, but I don't think that yeah. affects things Mm-mm. as much. It's just a good look to have a guy like Tom Brady and have his mind around. Um, but you know, with McDaniel's and them, it didn't work. The Patriots way doesn't work, and I mean, any franchise that tried to do this, the Lions tried to do this, right? They tried mm-hmm. to make things the Patriots way uh beforehand as well and it and it didn't work you you there is a culture you can sustain and the reason the patriots worked is because of belichick and we now know that and i don't know if any assistant i mean jared mayo i would like to think jared mayo would go somewhere not do patriots way but you look at the one successful coach from the branch and i don't know if rabel ever coached under uh belichick or if he just went from being a player or not but he's He's the only one that has anything associated with that team that has been a good coach. And Mike Vabral is a coach that I have a lot of respect for. Jared Mayo is the next big coaching prospect from that New England branch. So we'll see what happens. But I do think it helps with Mayo, much like it helped with Vrabel, to be former players. I think it's a little bit different. And Antonio Pierce talked about that today of being a player himself being a player you can relate a little bit more to players and they couldn't just bring in another coach right now which i don't know how true that is or not rich passaccia wasn't a former player and it worked for them at the time um but for now i think it, it, it's a big deal that they are having a former player as their coach you, yeah you gotta you gotta people always like downplay the fact of because they're like oh this person has no coaching experience like Okay, yeah, Jeff Saturday didn't work out. But also, Jeff Saturday inherited a very bad team and had to try just to coast. Like, I don't think he, this was something where he even had a shot at keeping the job this season. They were yeah. going to go out and get somebody else. It was just a band-aid solution. But people underestimate the fact of how important it is to be able to relate to somebody. We look at we look at a we look at somebody. Let's just keep it like within the fresh, fresh take network. Coach, mm-hmm. right? Coach has hooping career. Coach, coach, I'll let him talk about like where he was when it came to like his basketball career when he was playing. But that's why he can relate to other people when he's coaching them. Yeah, because he can be like, I know what what I did where my mistakes were and help other people with that on top of the fact that he's skilled enough to be able to help people with what they're doing. It's not necessarily that you have to be a former player, 
but being able to relate to people is a very key thing. And in this situation, who's better to know about like a coaching change mid season or post season with somebody that you may, you may not have liked because coach, because there's a bunch of coaches that you might play for that you're not going to like. And then you finally find somebody that believes in you than a former player, because they've gone through this through, you've had to go through the struggle of high school football, uh, possibly Juco, uh, D1, D2 college, make it to the league, all that type of stuff, make it through training camp to make it to the 52 team. And then being able to actually play, whether you played one year or played 12 years, played 20 years, it doesn't matter. That is a journey that you have to go through because when we look at, we look at a movie like Friday night lights, that football movie. When you looked at the end and you saw how many people did not even make it to, to college or make it to the league. It was just like, it makes you start realizing how many high schools there are out there, how many colleges. I think there's 130 teams, college football teams. Like when you're looking at these numbers and then you have to dwindle it down to how many people make it to the actual league and actually have a career, that is a struggle. Well, and then think about you. There's probably like 130 high schools in Texas. Exactly. So you're looking at all that stuff. You're like, the who best to re- understand having a bad co- coach that you might not relate to at one point in time, whether it's pro or when you're on your way to pro, then a f- then a former player mm-hmm. and somebody that's homegrown that also helps. Yeah, and I think with AP. That's going to be a big part. It's just the way he talked today was, mm-hmm. you know, I, he was just being a realist and he taking accountability for things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to matter. And, you know, Antonio Pierce, the player brought that on the field as well. Right. Yeah. You knew he was going to be that dog next to Strahan when he played. Right. Yeah. And even before that, when he played for Washington, you knew he was, you know, when the Giants got him, they were getting a vocal leader on and off the field. Um, I, you know, we'll see how that goes as a coach, but I think the number one thing you need, as you mentioned with, you know, with our coach, um, you need to have respect. And it sounds like that's the one thing he did. And, you know, when Mark Davis was asked like who he wanted to go with the coach there, there's other choices on this team that he could have gone with. Mm -hmm. Um, and the players wanted AP. So the players got the way that they wanted. Now I do think Mark can't always give the players what they want. That's a slippery slope. Uh, but I do think of this where you had heard um, Rich Eisen talking about it today, that the entire building was ran and under the thumb of what uh, Ziegler and McDaniels wanted. And mm-hmm. that was just not gelling with a lot of people there with how the Raider way used to be over the Patriots way. Um, and I think more importantly, they brought this up on McAfee today too. Like this is not going to be an overnight change of the offense. No. The offense is installed, Like you just can't change complete offenses overnight, let alone, you know, they're probably, I don't know if they practice today or not. Um, at the minimum, they'll definitely be practicing tomorrow, but they'll have two really de- two days now to really be under Pierce to re and then and Patrick Graham, who is really the one consistent of being the defensive coordinator, um, to really refocus and take a chance to 
run whatever they're going to do and get Aiden accustomed to everything like that. And I think too, the other thing, when he was asked, uh, Mark, when Mark Davis talked to Devontae, he asked Devontae who he wanted to be the quarterback of this team. And he said, Aiden, that's who he thought was the best quarterback on this team and who he's the most comfortable with. So, you know, Mark Davis, I think about went saw his team, saw where everything's going and made the best decisions for everyone. And now we'll see what happens. All I want to do now, and it sounds so cliche, I just want to have an enjoyable time watching my team win or loss. And I wasn't having an enjoyable time win or loss. Even the Patriots game was not a fun win. Mm-hmm. And it, just, not in, not like you've, you've had some definitely not fun wins this year, Senator, but there, that was just a win. Like who gives a shit? This team's still a fucking mess. You were at, we were at the point when we were talking about your team where it was just kind of like, okay, just make sure, you know, reduce your, reduce your expectations and and it's not a knock on where your team was or where your team is it's just the fact that we could clearly see the coaching was not good we could clearly see what they were trying to implement was not was not what it was supposed to be and you're now at the point where it's kind of a resurgence you still got to keep manage that expectation and understand that this season is probably a wash. Yes. 100%. Let's just let's just be realistic. But can you see improvements in AOC with Adams and Jacobs? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Your defense, your defense hasn't really been the problem. Your defense no, is which is surprising. Your defense has been Senator, it's the first time they have a top 18 defense mm-hmm. in 22 years. Yeah. 18. Yeah, like we we sat down there. We can kind of blame your defense on that on that Bears game. Yes, can't really say too much about it when it when you look at it because you let we we thought Crosby was going to feast that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I said it to you. I said if he can maneuver around the the pocket a little bit, that might be a problem. Yeah. If he's if he's going to be a standstill, then whatever. But like when we're looking at it. Your defense isn't a problem. Your offense has been a huge issue. And it's the same thing that I said about my Falcons the past two years when we're looking at it, was that our offense was doing nothing. So your defense is on the on the field more than 60% of the time. Of course, yeah. they're going to be tired. They're not getting breaks. So right now, you just got to look at the season. Just look at the development of AOC. Now, if you guys decide you want to draft a quarterback because you don't see any real improvements in AOC, okay, that's understandable. But if you're starting to see that the culture is changing and that they're starting to improve with him, go after a wideout. Go after go after um, a tight another tight end. Like go after something that might help with the development of him because you're seeing the yeah. change of the culture. If you don't see that, then obviously go for a quarterback. Yeah. But but you have the opportunity to really do something at this point. You have the opportunity to really see what you currently have and what you need. Yeah. And is that culture going to be something that you guys are going to want to keep or really change up? But it's it's pretty much halfway through the season at this point. Yeah. Let's just leave the leave the rest of the half of the season to figure out what you have and figure and figure out what you need to draft. Yeah, well, and like I said, you, you have two winnable games now against New York teams here. 
against the yeah. Giants and against the Jets. Jets is a tougher um, team one than the Giants. Did you yeah. did you know? So the Giants quarterback is Tommy DeVito. Did you know that's Joe Pesci's character's name in Goodfellas? Yeah, yeah. It took me a while to realize that this week. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I would think, and I think Antonio Pierce too. You talked about the player like going against the Giants will be a bigger deal. Will be a big deal for him too. Yeah, uh, you know, with everything that that means to him, and and I like that he didn't bullshit it. He's like, yeah, I want to beat them. That's my former team. I want a Super Bowl with mm-hmm. them. It means a lot to beat them. Plus, it's my first game. I like that having a coach now that's not going to bullshit stuff the way that McDaniel's did. Um, so hopefully, AP can lead anything, and I, I, it is it is nice to know that it's done. I think everyone's first coach hi- fired was R- Rivera or Staley, but. McDaniels was probably third or fourth on people's list at the start of the season. Well, I had, I actually had them second. I didn't have yeah. Rivera there. I had Staley first and then, and then um, McDaniels and then Rivera. But man, I'll tell you this. The only thing that I really do hate is that I had a Tooney bet on my, on my site. Yeah. And I, I think I chose the Raiders to lose this game because of it. Oh, yeah. And at this point right now, like, I felt like I chose bad off of that one because of that. Like, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that it was just like a free bet, free yeah. tuning bet. So I can make my real ticket. But, man, that hurt. <laughs> well, let's talk about something that I don't know if it hurt or not for you. I think we're going to do two parts. We're going to talk here about... The rest of the news here, the trade mm-hmm. deadline, then we'll cut it and then we'll do our picks. Yeah, that's uh, it. for people that want to do that. Uh, okay, the, let's talk about your team uh, again. Yep. I'm very happy in the direction, and I'm really happy with the interim coach. This is the most hyped I've been, by the way, with the Raider coach. Probably since um, probably since original Gruden. Not I new say Gruden. Just, just manage your expectation. That's what. Yeah, that's absolutely. my only thing like a lot of uh, but i'm just think excited that... to have a i mean even for the press conferences and stuff um uh, but yeah. anyway so hopefully you know let's one game at a time and hopefully everyone can just uh be in a good mood after we get out of this game and pick up a w this week against a giants team that's not very good uh let's mm-hmm. talk about your team change quarterback yep. for you guys as well taylor heineke is in and out is desmond ritter to the bench you know this you're, you guys are right in that mix in the nfc but your offense has been very stagnant. Your defense has been great. Obviously, you lost Grady Jarrett, um, so that really, really hurts. Um, that hurts but the, a lot. The offense is still there, and I mean, I thought maybe you guys would be the team that gets Leonard Williams. We'll talk about that in a little bit here. Um, but you guys still have a good defense without Grady, still. Uh, but the mm-hmm. offense has just so many weapons that can't hasn't been used. Drake London and and Kyle Pitts, the two biggest ones. Even Bijan, I don't think has been what we know Bichon can be just yet. Uh, how are you feeling about Heineke as the quarterback now? I think I like the fact that Heineke is a quarterback. I think Ritter, Ritter got in his head too much, mm-hmm. and that's where the problem came in. It's like when you – it's like knowing he went on this ridiculous like turnover streak, and it's kind of just sometimes – that plays a major factor in your head. I think the one that really, that really messed him up wasn't even the interception. It was the punch out at the, at the end zone. Hmm. And then it ended up, instead of being a turn, uh touchdown, it ended up being a turnover. Like that was, 
that was crucial. I think, man, if there's one person that I'm definitely going to miss regardless, it's Grady Jarrett because Grady Jarrett is, to me, my favorite play- player on that Falcon scene. Yeah, of course. Uh, the pickup of Campbell in the offseason helps the trade for uh, Street, helps from the Eagles. I would have preferred Sweat from Commanders. Or Leonard Williams. Or Chase Young. I think, honestly, out of everybody, I would have preferred Sweat more. Yeah. Just because when you look at where they line up. Yeah, of course. It's a little bit better. But, like, our defense hasn't really been the issue. Like, our defense really doesn't give up a lot of points. No. Our offense has been the stagnant thing, and that's been the one where it was like, Okay, like get rid of the ball. Like three seconds, get no, two seconds, get rid of the ball. Like stop overthinking. There, we watch. I watched that. Uh, I was able to watch the first half of the game on Sunday, and it was just like, bro, like why are you taking that sack? Like I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Just if you, you, there was times where he had times to throw away the ball, but in his head, it looked like he was thinking like this might be an interception if I don't throw it far enough and I can't throw it that far, but it's like, stop over questioning your skills. The reason why Arthur Smith was going with you was because he's seen the potential he had. He's seen, and I've seen the potential that he had too, but it was also an unknown potential of, will you get in your head too much? Will you not? And he did. I think, Heineke, the best thing about him is not the fact that he's the most skilled quarterback. He's not. But he is a gunslinger. Mm-hmm. He makes a mistake. The next time he comes out, he's like, all right, I made that mistake on that first one, but I can win us the game. He has that mentality. And that's what I like about him, especially with the way how our offense is running. Like Kyle Pitts has made made an amazing catch last week. Uh, Drake London starts to seem like he's getting, like, anytime they throw, they don't target him the ball enough. And no. at this point right now, it's like, okay, cool. Like, he's at that point where he might be targeted a little bit more. Uh, Matt Collins, like, ended up being pretty much like a safety type thing. But even if you look at the pass that they threw to Scotty, Scotty Miller. I didn't even know you guys had Scotty Miller. Not, we've I'm had him. Honest. We've I had totally him the whole it. season. They use him. Totally they use it. him like twice in like a wraparound play, and it didn't go anywhere. So it was like we have the offense to really, especially in our division, in our in our division, it we have the offense to clearly win this offense, mm-hmm. win this division. Yeah, it's you or the Saints now. I don't even have the Saints there. It's literally just to me. It's literally just us. We have we have cost our, us more games than we did w- to win the games. Yeah, we should clearly be at You're this four point and four, out. and it does not. You do not feel like you should be a four and four team. Like the we loss to the be... Commanders was a bad one. The Lions yeah. lost, whatever. Steelers loss, not ideal. We should. That was be... preseason, though. We should be six and two. Yeah. We shouldn't, shouldn't have lost the Titans one too. The Titans. We shouldn't have lost loss. to the Titans, and we shouldn't yeah. have lost to um, the Commanders. The Commanders, and honestly, we should. We really shouldn't have lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but 
we gave away two major picks in the second half and did not play well that whole second half. Like Holy crap, is was... your schedule stupid now, though? This is the time to take advantage oh of it. Oh, my God. So if people don't know the, the fucking schedule, oh, my God. Vikings with Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Cardinals, that'll probably be Kyler's first game back, but I believe Call of Duty drops that week. I think so. Uh, he'll still then, he'll still get to start because they don't really have anybody else to start at this point. No. Uh then you get a bye, you come back, Saints game, that'll be big. Jets, sure. Maybe Aaron Rodgers plays in that game. Who knows? At this rate. Uh Bucks, that'll be t- semi-tough. Then Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints to finish it off. Then that's that Saints, we- that Saints that Saints Falcons game may be the Sunday night football game. It should be. I think the Bucks, I think. If you look at our team compared to the Bucks team, our team is better than the Bucks team. Of course it is. Like anybody, that Carolina any, team is better than the Bucks. Carolina is not a bad football team. They just had a bad start. Uh, they're a bad football team, but I I don't think their record shows with Carolina's defense is way better than the Bucks defense. Yes, but I think their, their offense has not been given the opportunity to to just let loose. Yeah, and that's where the problem comes in. Uh, hopefully with the win against the Texans that they're finally going to be like, okay, cool. Like, let's just, well, they got Colts, Bears, Cowboys, Titans, Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Jags, Bucks. I can't see them being the worst team in the league by the end of the year. I see at least three more wins in there for them. They potentially do. They, they, they do. But as far as my team is concerned, it's literally been quarterback play. That's screwed us over Mm -hmm. in every single game. It has not been, has not been our defense. This is the first year in three years where I can literally say it hasn't been our defense. Yeah. And the only thing that sucks is now we finally get the actual defense and Grady Jarrett towards ACL. Like, obviously I want him to heal up. I want him back. Grady Jarrett is, he's the leader. I know Campbell's Calais is on our team, but it runs through Jarrett. And if the playoffs started right now, you'd face the Cowboys. I'm not worried about the Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys only are really good if they have the lead. Uh, but I, I think it'll be a good move. I mean, I tried to get Kyle Pitts in our fantasy today, but it was the trade happened before I a, a trade already happened for today before I could even have a chance. So your freaking team. I've never been so upset on a Sunday with how bad my team lost to your team. And then the Falcons actually lose it. Yeah, there's there's nothing than the double. Yeah. Overall, I can't I can't even be mad about what my fantasy team did because I've already done better than what they said I was gonna do. Oh yeah. But, we we have categories uh you know in that league. And here's the thing people don't care about. And I'm gonna say names that people have no idea what they're talking yeah. about. But I do believe there's a category of like the contenders, right? Mm-hmm. So there's myself. Uh, Ty, you, and Paul. And I think there's that group right there. And then there's like the next group, which I think would be like my sister's team, my buddy Luke, uh, Scott, and then Richard. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's everybody else. I think your your sister has made some like... <laughs> sometimes I look at some of the trades when I see certain things. Yeah, I look at you, I look at your sister's team, and I'm like... Y'all are making some trades. And in my mind, I'm not even mad at the trades. That's the worst part. 
Yeah. But I know how I know how effective they could be like down the line. Yeah. Like it's not a right now trade, it's a down the line trade. Yeah. I think that's why she did the trade today because she got JSN. Yeah. And that's why she wanted to get him because JSN's starting to pop off now. It was a smart smart trade to tell you the truth. This might be the worst week to do that trade. Yeah. Because of who they're facing. And we'll talk about that on the part two of this. But I think overall, like that's a smart, smart trade. Um, so yeah, I, I I agree with you. I there there's two teams in that NFC that I'm like, if they just get more consistent quarterback play, they can be a Super Bowl level team. Now losing Grady really affects you guys for that. Yeah. So I don't know now without Grady if I would say that as much, but I still think this is a team, the the, the Falcons, that is an NFC championship capable team still. And I and I I look at the NFC and I only see four teams. I would uh, five teams. I would put into that conversation, and I would see Let Philly, Detroit. Yeah, oh, was, yeah. So there's two. So Philly, Detroit. Yes. Niners, if healthy. Yes. Seahawks. Yeah, and then you guys. Yeah. I I just don't believe the Cowboys will make the NFC. I don't think any of us believe in the Cowboys, and I think it's no. also because the Cowboys, Cowboys always, if Cowboys have a tough game where they need to rely on Dak, that's where the problem comes in. Like they'll, again, we'll talk about it a bit. The game they have this week is the game to shut everybody up. Mm-hmm. If you want to okay. shut them up, this is the week to do it. And then after that, they have Giants, Panthers, Commanders before a tough back, a, a tough four, five. Holy shit. Have you seen the Cowboys end the season in December? No. Holy fuck. So the last game of the season is Commanders, but okay. they open December. They go. Philly, Buffalo, Dolphins, Detroit. That's a, yeah, this is going to be, that's going to be a part of the schedule where if you really want to shut them up, this is the time where you have to do it because you can't rely on anybody else to do it. Yeah. Like you, this is where those are the type of schedules where you pay Dak to make an impact. And if he can't, then too much. Uh, some that big news just happened, by the way. Uh, the Steelers activated Hayward. Yeah, Pollard needs to fucking get his stuff together. He's been rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers have activated Hayward off of uh, IR for the game tomorrow. That's a big re-addition there. Who's Steelers Pittsburgh. facing tomorrow? Uh, Titans. And the Mayo Man. That's a big pickup. That's a big, like, activation. It's just a... Uh... I'm just so confused by honestly, I'm confused by that whole team at this point right now. Mm-hmm. And actually, no, if we're thinking about coaches, I should have been fired. I thought Canada was going to be number one at this point. Like, yeah. I know he's not a head coach, but it just seemed like the overwhelming amount of people that did not. People like shouldn't Canada know your offensive coordinator that widely. Exactly. Like, nobody really knows. Everyone what, knows who that, Matt Canada is, though. Everybody knows who Matt Canada is. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's interesting. What about, let's talk about some of the other trades that has happened. They weren't... The Chase one pissed me off. Because I'm Chase like, oh, why them? Why for that? Why him? Why? Why for the amount that they're going to have to pay him? Yeah. 
Well, there's that too. I, I don't know if they can afford it though with what they paid Nick Bosa, who has not had a good season. This season, they only have to pay him five hundred and sixty thousand. This season, he has no. He's not. They they declined the option on his other. Oh, I know. I'm just so. saying if they want to keep Chase next year, I don't know if that. I don't think they'll be able to afford him next year. But it doesn't matter. It's about this it year. It doesn't and matter. They, it's about this year. And they had to play chess because Seattle added Frank Clark and Leonard Williams. So they're like, okay. He, he needs to figure out if where he's going to go because I don't think a team is going to give him that the amount of money that he thinks he's going to. I think he's going to be end up being a um, clowny all over clowny again. situation. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, but like I think that that's where he's headed. One, because of injuries. And two, because like unless he really shows out these next couple games with the Niners, I could see him just being a straight up clowny situation. And we're not saying clown, we're saying clowny situation. Just yeah. so that, yeah, good player, but not what we thought he was going to be. Exactly. Yeah, like clowny, I would say had a solid NFL career. But not when we saw that hit at South Carolina, we're like, holy oh. crap, this guy is going to be Lawrence Taylor. When we when we saw Clowney tape and we saw how much he dominated in college, we were like, this guy's going to come in here. What we thought Nick Bosa was going to be is what we thought Clowney was going to be. And the fact he was with Watt. Yep. Everybody and looked at those two and... Insane. Uh, I, I think Sweat was the better of the two. He's been more consistent and healthy, and I think that's, that's why, I'm mad why you wanted Sweat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at where they line up. I'm looking at what they do. I'm looking at we previously played them. Like if I was up, if it was up to me, I would have give. To tell you the truth, I would have tried to go give them a second round play pick for that. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Like, but we didn't get who got who got Sweat again. It was. Chicago Bears, yeah. Which was the I I had the read. I'm like, what? Did I read that right? They were like supposed to be these sellers. Like Jalen Johnson will ask for a trade, and he didn't get traded, and he's gonna leave. And it's like, okay, so Jalen Johnson didn't get traded, but then you brought in Sweat. Why are you guys buying players? I guess they have I so much cap room. Why not get a, a guy like Sweat? Yeah. I guess it's part of the rebuild. Yeah, it's a good. It's, it's a good piece. It's an amazing piece for for what they're trying to do. And Chase Young just officially passed his physical just two seconds ago, by the way. So he's officially a 49er as of two seconds ago. Yep. So we're going to see him on Sunday. Uh, Do they have a bye this week? Who? No, they're playing this week. 49ers. The Commanders? The the Niners? Uh, No, they have a bye. Byes are... San Fran, Jacksonville, Detroit, and the uh, Broncos. Yeah, so then they're they'll be set for he'll be set. He's gonna get a week of practice and everything, yeah. and we'll be right there next week. Uh, a few other ones: Donovan People Jones going to the Lions was weird. I don't really think they need another wideout because they have St. Brown, um, they have Josh Reynolds and Jamison, but Jamison, as we saw in that Raider game, particularly still isn't there just yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just wanted to make sure they had one more solid choice there at wideout. And Peoples Jones is a solid third, fourth choice there at wideout that will, you know, maybe probably even help St. Brown get open more. Yeah, you're really just doing that because um, 
you need a little bit more time with one or two players. Yeah. And you want to just have that offense. Right now, this is the same way I were saying, like, certain teams, they should sell and they should buy. Lions at this point needs to buy because this is probably the best chance that they're going to get at Super Bowl, to tell you the yeah. truth. Yeah. Um, and then Rasul Douglas, um, I thought was a really nice pickup from the Bills. The Bills had to do something. Mm-hmm. No to Darius White. But, they're missing Matt Milano. Rasul they, Douglas is a solid player. Their problem, their problem isn't really defense at this point right now. Their problem is that Josh Allen just turns over the ball a lot. Oh, yeah, and I guess they added issue, Fournette as well. I don't know how much that's going to Fort, Fournette is more for, like, playoffs. But, like, it's still not super impactful at this point. No, do, I'm going to tell you my fantasy Fournette story really quickly. All right. So, in our fantasy league, obviously, there's Fab, right? And our max budget mm-hmm. is $100. You see Fournette's available. I'll put in a dollar. I'll put in $8. Well, as everyone saw this morning... Josh did not put in an $8 bid on Fournette because my phone autocorrected to 81. Oh shit. I did not even see that. This is the first something I'm actually hearing about that at this point. I have not opened the app. Well, safe to say I won the I won the auction on on Leonard Fournette. Holy shit, that's wild. Yeah. That is absolutely like, and oh, yeah. I had not used any fab all year. No one, no one's, no one's matching that option. Nope. Option right there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. I'm like, if I don't get them, I don't really care. Oh yeah, you can't drop well, them now. <laughs> well, you got a whole couple of touchdowns. All yeah. that good stuff is gonna happen right now because I don't even know what to say. Yeah, it's bad. We'll see. I mean, here's my rationale on, on everything now. Not for 81, because that is ridiculous. Um, but he'll obviously overshadow shadow taking out Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll see what happens with Cook. He's been healthy all year, but as we've seen with these running backs, um, um, we've seen them go not be themselves for a few days, few few games coming in because Jacobs took a while, Taylor took a while, Kareem Hunt took a while. So Fournette's going to take at least three or four times. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty it's gonna be a wild situation when you think about it. But I feel like at some point he's gonna get in there. You just don't want him to really take away from Cook. No, because Cook is more your future, and you don't want him to feel like he's not a part of the team. No, like you're replacing him. So, yeah, you gotta just kind of look out for that one there. Uh, Ezra Cleveland got traded to the Jaguars. I can't say I know too much about him. He's a guard, um, so uh, hopefully he fits well in Jacksonville. I can't. I, I like to try to tell you I know as much as I can about football, but I I can't tell you I'm I'm practicing everyone's O lineman. Sorry. I said honestly to tell you the truth, it's just at this point right now we gotta just be realistic and say that you can only watch so much. And this yeah. trade and this trade trade deadline was was 
more impact impacted by the Harden trade yeah. than it was the actual actual trade yeah. deadline. So yeah, he uh I fact I think that that was the major news. Like shit, the Harden trade is gonna be the big one. And then I guess the other one is Josh Dobbs going to the Vikings because of Kirk Cousins is done for the year. He's saying all the right things that he wants to come back. We'll see what happens though. It depends how well they play. If they're, you know, if they continue to play well, even with Dobbs there, and they can sink themselves into the wild card where they're in position right now, then maybe they'll bring back Cousins. But if they finish as a bottom eight team with this quarterback class, uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I think that they will draft a quarterback, but then potentially keep Cousins for a year, sign him to like a one or two year deal. Because I feel like the the team rallies around Cousins. And I think that you can use him until, because he's what, 37 at this point right now? Something like that? Yeah. Like, around there. So give him a one or two year deal. Give him like one year guaranteed, the other year not really. But then draft, you can still draft a quarterback. And that person could take over. That's what I, I mean. He might want the bag, so we'll see. He's got in the bag already. At this That's point right one. now, he can want as much as he wants. I think he also understands that as an aging quarterback with an Achilles tear, and as a person that has that has had two Achilles tears and haven't played pro sports, I still get nervous doing certain things that seem like imagine. second nature like when it's ice out on the on like a step i'm like extra careful compared to whatever because i'm always in my head i'm like i can't do anything to really rupture rupture it again so absolutely yeah no i think he understands and he's pretty much all his money has been guaranteed at this it point because it's it been franchise tags franchise tags a really big bag from Minnesota, like he can get he can get like a Geno Smith deal with a rookie with a rookie quarterback behind him. Yeah, yeah. There before we get to the part two, that that Bill Simmons did this thing the other day in his in a show. I'm not going to go down that gimmick, but he had like the bad quarterback draft. Mm-hmm. I was shocked how deep it went. It went like 15 deep. Mm-hmm. Of like I'm like Man, we have that many bad quarterbacks in this league right now. So the fact yeah. of Josh Dobbs going is like. Yeah, I guess he's one of the okay ones. Yeah, and if you look at the quarterbacks that aren't that aren't signed at this point right now, that people had so much faith in that were going to be like amazing. Yeah, that's not even that's not even true at this point right now. No. There's a lot I mean, of if, if Carson Wentz was going to get a job, he would have got a job. There was opportunities there, plenty. Oh, they, he would have been a backup. He would have been like he would have had opportunities at this point right now. That's the only person that probably could come back out at this point right now and say, like, I am, like, and that would get signed right away would be an Andrew Luck. Yeah. Because he's proven. But then yeah. there'd also be hesitation because of how long he's been retired for. I guess so. I guess the biggest trade is the Chase Young one because yeah. of where he went. And then Leonard Williams happened beforehand, which I think. It, it went was, Leonard Williams and then. Yeah, because that Seahawks, the Seahawks being able to already have a solid defense and have a leader like Bobby Webster there and have two great, have a great rookie in Witherspoon. 
uh, and everyone they added last year to the defense, having Jamal mm-hmm. Adams now back, getting Frank Clark for nothing, and then mm-hmm. adding Leonard Williams. Like, obviously, this is not the Legion of Boom, but it is a capable defense now in Seattle. And we are back to that Thanksgiving Sunday night football, Seahawks and Niners, as long as nobody gets hurt, probably will be the highest rated regular season game of the year. It's going to be an amazing game. It's going to be one of those games that you want to, that you're going to want to watch. Unfortunately, it's going to be way too defensive for some people. Yeah. Like people don't really like defensive games. If you really think about it, like, because oh, there's not points. that. Yeah. It was the most exciting game. Excitement. It was that, what was that Rams and Chiefs game, right? A few years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like people want those type of games, which is why the league has moved to such an offensive type league. But at the same time, that brings that makes watching. Now I got to figure out what time that game comes on so I can figure out if I'm going to be at work, if I can watch the like where I can stream it to watch it, mm-hmm. or if I'm going to be at home where I can just watch it regularly. Absolutely. Uh, any any other thing that I'm missing for as far as trade and big news before we get to the picks coming up here for part two? Uh, not really. I think I think we've deep dive i think most people just wanted to hear your your uh soliloquy when it came to the raiders yeah and i think some people would want to hear what i wanted to say about the falcons but mostly it was more of the big change with the raiders i think for most people that listen and they hear me talk about the falcons they understand what where i was at before yeah 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 I like to have Nick on here to talk more about what what where the Colts are going and stuff, but hopefully we'll have him on something next week. So that's part one. I, I, we normally don't break this up too much, but it was just such a heavy news side of it, and we don't even like to do the the kind of cliche news hit. But you know, no. when you have me that's a Raider fan on there, you have you that's a Falcons fan, and two stories that do affect your teams, and then have the trade deadline on top of it. Uh, it, it does hit you to that, but we'll be back with all the picks that you love for 7k picks and picking out the weekend and it's uh an interesting slate of games ahead with a really good Sunday night football and some mediocre games the rest of the way so how about that plug for part two senator yes a good one yeah so we will see you for part two until then folks cheers and enjoy